Hello, 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 guys. Today is beautiful, whimsical Wednesday. Whenever you listen to this all around the world, I wish you guys um, a wonderful day. And I hope that you had some good sleep. And if not, there is always coffee, which I am sipping on right now. And I am currently trying to stop smoking cigarettes again, right? If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. I have not had a cigarette for 25 and a half hours. Yes, I've been counting. Um, Sorry about that. I'm very, very proud of myself. I'm just gonna keep keep going. I have what they call, it's Nicotrol, it's a fake cigarette. It's like you're just sucking in air. And it doesn't look like a cigarette, which is good. So I'm trying to disassociate myself from smoking and up my workout routine just to get those feel good endorphins in and set a good example for my kids. Uh, I have a lot of smokers in my family, a lot of people that drink or deal with addictions, uh, drugs and alcohol. So I don't want to pass those things on. So I have been fighting myself, okay? So whatever you're fighting with, whether it's shopping or working or whatever your, your, you know, your thing is um, that you do in access, that's not good for you. Um, I wish you well as well. And I hope that you wish me good, okay? Because I am having a hard time, all right? <laughs> but in the midst of that, I'm still grateful and uh, I'm still trying to look for the lessons uh, even when I'm struggling, all right? So I, of course, I'm reading my favorite magazine, okay? And I was just uh, stretching, rubbing my cat and getting my kids uh, ready for school. My cat was very affectionate this morning, which I love my cat. He's very beautiful cats. And I know you guys, if you have pets, it's just very nice to have a nice, good energy greet you in the morning with such enthusiasm and love. So uh, shout out to my cat. All right. So I was sitting there uh, rubbing him and I was thinking to myself, uh, the power of touch. And I think I actually did a, um, a podcast, if I'm not mistaken, on that. Okay. Um, and you guys could go through my podcast list and kind of check it out. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying? It just had to help you a point of contact for to know somebody can relate to you. Um, no matter where they come from, their class, whatever their gender is, whatever their sexual orientation, whatever their religion, we all are one. Okay. So of course I am going to be reading by one of my favorite authors, Marliana Donato. I love her. I love her. And I might start reading out of her book that I got again, um, spiritual famine in the age of plenty. It was very, um, deep and it really dug into me and challenged me to kind of, um, put the first things first, put priorities first, right? And I'm still working on that. So I want to talk about, let's talk about sex, baby. All right. Let's talk about sex, baby. Okay. Sex is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Um, and it also can be a terrible or a bad thing, depending on your experiences. Um, but as we begin to heal and moving towards healing, um, different things are going to be pulled up and, and uh, pulled out of us that things that we may have liked and didn't like, and then it could change as you get older or when you were younger, right? So uh, let's talk about sex and intimacy as a healing force. It actually could be a healing force. Um, my belief is um, I would like to have a husband where I'm a monogamous woman. Um, I don't judge polyamory or polygamous or like bachelorette or bachelors or uh, like what they call open marriages. I don't judge any of that. Um, I think it's beautiful if you found a person or a group of people that you can gel with that, you know, it says water seeks its own level that you have uh, found your level, right? You found your thing, or you know they say you found your person or persons or people, right? Um, and in that way you can share <clears throat> yourself and uh, be bare before them, not just physically, but mentally. And, you know, uh, pillow talk about different things that upset you or excite you. I think that that's a beautiful space to be in. So who are me to judge, okay? In the words of uh, Andrew Carwell, who are me to judge? I'm not judging, but for me, um, what I'm comfortable with, and this now that I have a closed mind, I have an open mind. I actually had one of my very best friends when I was a child, 
I'm not going to say her name. Um, her mom ended up being in a polygamous relationship when we were about 10. I was 10 and she was nine. And I remember she started, um, her mother changed, the, she changed her name. And so I would call her by her older name. And she said, no, this is my new name. And so, uh, with the, um, the, the, not the advice, but with the encouragement of, uh, her husband, she began to explain to me what that was. And of course she had got permission from my mom. Like, can I explain this to her so she didn't understand? So she would, you know, on a child level, explain to me, this is my husband. He stays here and then he goes there. And I always thought that man was a very beautiful man. Uh, may he rest in peace. He was very, he was very uh, quiet, but he was very strong. He would actually speak a lot of affirmation into me. Um, me and my, my friend, and I saw my friend and her mom, they began to glow. They got more into like holistic uh, lifestyle. Uh, they began to do a lot of natural things. And so my mom, and at the time my family, we were like coming off of what you call the soul food craze. This was in the 90s, guys, okay? So I'm, I'm an OG, I'm an old head. And uh, so my mom was switching over to Turkey. And so it was like we were in sync because my mom was like going into this new lifestyle of teaching us how to eat right. Uh, of course, I had been doing my little uh, cheerleading and my, my ballet. So I was a chubby girl, but I was active. So their holistic lifestyle, and this was my best friend, I actually saw it as a good thing. So I actually, from a childhood, had a good example of different types of lifestyle. I also had an uncle that um, that dated a transgender. And I love that transgender because I'm not going to say her name either, but she showed me how to hard press and... Uh, uh, flat iron the heck out my hair. You understand? She's very nice. He was very mean to her, which I didn't like. So I've always had affection towards people who what they call, what we would call taboo, but in other cultures, it's regular lifestyles, right? Um, I don't have to agree with it. It depends on if people are doing it in a malicious way, which is what I, I don't agree with. If you're doing something towards someone in a malicious way, or you're trying to make them feel like an outsider, while you're practicing something that we, what the majority of people would consider taboo, um, then that that's, that kind of irks me the wrong way, right? I'm a human being, and I do not particularly like those type of things. And that's what I would call lifestyle bullies, where if you don't agree with their lifestyle, they're going to bully you and make you seem like there's something wrong with you. But my saying is to each their own. If you like it, I love it. Um, and just leave me out of it, right? Unless you're trying to just, you know, um, inform in a, uh, in a helpful way, or you're just trying to, you know, share your story in a beautiful way to inspire then those type of people, I love you, okay? Um, so I have, have, I've had, uh, have gay people in my family. I had uh, my, my uncle dated a transgender. My best friend, uh, mom, is still, to this day, um, well, he passed away, but she still honors his way. She was in a poly, uh, sorry, polygamous relationship for, I believe, over 25 years. I met his other wives. They would all go to Africa together. He talked to them very beautiful things. He took care of all of their children as if they was his own. And I saw my best friend at the time, she really just like grew up to be a very beautiful woman um, and very assured of herself. She knew about herbs and stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I'm into the same things. So um, I, I don't judge people off of that. And I know the majority of what they would consider the American way of life and in other parts of the country would consider Christian is correct. Um, but I don't consider myself a Christian, although I do like some of the beautiful uh, ways and the certain teachings. So uh, it may sound like I'm coming from like a, a religious standpoint, but that's just what I grew up being. Okay. So if it offends anybody, I apologize for that. But I grew up under for more than 30 years, a lot of religious dogma, like a lot of it. So it might come out, right? You might hear my, grand, my great grandmother come out or my great grandfather who was a pastor. 
okay, might come out. So if that comes out in this talk or any of my other talks, please forgive me. That's not really a space that I'm coming from now. But as we know, as we're healing, we have different sides of ourselves and different parts of our stories that may speak through us while we're trying to become whole, right? Because there's different situations that can break us. And one of the things that can break us and breaks a lot of people is the thing of sex and intimacy. Because we can't group them together. If you have sex with someone, that doesn't mean that you're intimate with them. Okay? And we have, we probably, you guys probably already know that. Um, intimacy is into me, you see. Um, a person could show you an edited version of themselves or a hologram version of something, you know, of themselves that they want you to see. So you can look at them in a certain light. And that's not necessarily who they are. So what I desire in my life and what I um, feel comfortable with and what I feel like that's my thing is I like to be monogamy, uh, monogamous. Um, I don't judge people. People make mistakes. You know, they make cheat and do all sorts of stuff like that. And that's on them. But me, myself, personally, um, I know a lot of jaded women uh, and men think that I sound crazy by saying I believe that there are men that are uh, there that are um, that don't cheat. I really do believe that. I know it sounds like a miracle. Um, but I really do believe that. I know they may make mistakes. They may make, you know, but if, if for them to continue and you've made a certain agreement or they know that you believe in a certain thing. And if they're not trying to introduce you to something, you know, to be more open minded or their way of life in a loving way, um, in a leading and a teaching way, then anyone in their right mind is going to be uh, rebellious against that. If it's like pushed upon you or uh you know, you're made to be degraded to, to want something. You're not really going to want that thing, right? So as far as for me right now, I'm into like monogamy. Um, I told you guys in another podcast, I've been single for seven years and that's been for a reason. Um, and so I've just been trying to like learn more about myself, raising my children, focusing on hobbies, certain things I enjoy doing, writing, writing a lot. Um, I have written 16 self-published books. Uh, so it's just a consistency for me. I have to stay consistent in those things. And so um, if anyone to come within my space, that it's going to have to be with love. It's going to have to be with empathy, with honesty, um, with openness and with intimacy. I want intimacy and sex. So the name of this podcast, I said all of that, right, to say, do you have sex or do you make love? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's go to Mar Mariana Donato's. And I'm going to start off as partnership is sacred. And again, these are my views. These are my opinions. And again, they may sound like Christianized because I did grow up under that, okay? So if that makes you feel uncomfortable, you don't have to listen. If you say this is a whole bunch of hogwash, she's closed-minded, um, this is the way everything is now, that's fine. And that may be so. But if someone is not where you are or you feel like you're more evolved, then that would show me that you would have more compassion, right? So... Um, where I am from right now, let's talk about partnership as sacred, okay? So it says deep relationship is only possible when we are willing to be vulnerable. Porn is a drug that people unknowingly use to self-medicate and manage uncomfortable thoughts and emotions, explains Smith. Many men have no idea what they are missing because they're never had, they, they've never had an emotionally intimate relationship without the negative influence of porn. Porn makes sex self-focused rather than what it's supposed to be, which is the ultimate connection of two people. Okay, again, I, again, I said partnership, so for me it's two, right? It's the two for me. It's the two becoming one for me, right? So with two people, porn is selfish rather than loving, giving, and sharing with the partner. Thompson attests 
that lovemaking can help us align with the divine, especially when people have reverence for the power of their erotic life force. When people open their view of what sex is, it can become an act of worship. Love prompts us to become more ourselves. When, er when an erotic life force is flowing freely, the body is vital and the system is turned on. When channeled properly, this energy is highly creative, muses Thompson Smith. It's the fuel of your vehicle. It's the charge of your battery. And when you are full of life force, it organically overflows into service, right? So you ever heard that song, let me serve you up, let, let me serve you up, right? So as a woman as such as myself, um, I believe all women are queen in their own right. I love the word queen. I love that. I love calling other women queen if they act like it, in my opinion. Um, and so I respect all queens, but I've always um, likened myself into a handmaiden. Um, that is a person that chooses to serve. Uh, I enjoy serving. Uh, I enjoy, many people have their opinions, which is not set in stone, uh, or their hypothesis of what they believe my gifts are. But my major gift is hospitality. I love serving. I love finding different ways to serve cuisine, right? And serving my children, trying to serve myself. And I also, when I am in a partnership, I enjoy serving my man. Yes, I do in all areas. And I gladly do it with enthusiasm. Um, it's just something that I enjoy doing. So being a highly sexual, creative person that I am, this, of course, leaks over into my sexual life. Um, and so I believe that partnership is sacred. Um, it's, a, it's an act of worship. And so if I don't feel like some, you're something that I would worship or your ways are not my ways, uh, we're not going to have sex or intimacy, right? That's just my opinion. Some people look at sex as exercise or as just something to have fun or you know, we being freaky deaky, we getting it in. And I'm not against people. If that's what they want to do, they want to have threesomes or, you know, group activities uh, or, you know, just being exhibitionists and stuff. I think that that's great for them. But for me, it's actually like, it's an act of worship for me. So if I don't feel like you're something worth me worshiping, I'm not going to go there with you. Uh, and I want to have intimacy with you or sex. Um, and so that's just for me. I believe that partnership is sacred. So um, you guys may think differently. You guys may think that it's just, you know, I'm, I'm a rabbit down. I'm, I'm going to do whatever, you know, the person wants and da, da, da. But to me, that becomes like, it's like selfish, right? And I look at sex as selfless. So that's just my opinion on the things. And I think that it's beautiful. I'm going to read where it says stripping down to the basics. A few lifestyle adjustments can do wonders for worn out romance. Quality sleep itself can be a potent aphrodisiac. So that means we have to get more rest, okay? Clinical director of Guy Stuff Counseling and Coaching in Rosville, California, advocates limiting phone use and engaging in non-technological activities. Phones have, have moved from being used as communication device to becoming people's connection to the rest of the world. Unfortunately, when used as such, they pose a threat to the emotional connection with our partners, he says. With all the distraction removed, sit on the sofa, face each other, and talk. This suggestion can make people, uh, many people feel very uncomfortable because they have no idea what they'll say to their partner. Actually talking to your partner without a purpose other than to just listen and connect with each other has become rare. An element of fun can go a long way in the quest to stay connected. Approach your sex life with a science experiment or an art project instead of math problems, right? So if I add two, you add two, we're having a great time. You want to approach it to where you're really trying to pour into that person, trying to listen to that person. So that's what I'm thinking about today. I'm happy that I was able to talk to you guys about sex. 
Again, this was written by Mariana Donato. Mariana, sorry, Donato. I love her. And I love that she talked about let's stripping down to the basics. Um, a lot of people will call me basic. In a lot of ways, I'm not basic. But in some ways, I am. Right? It's the simplicity for me. Uh, when well, she's basic, well, I guess I am. All right? And I love basic. Basic is beautiful in some aspects. And I believe that partnership is sacred. So while I'm in my ways of waiting, um, which I don't mind waiting, uh, the universe saves the best for last. Um, anything worth getting doesn't come easy, right? It's not so easy a caveman can do it. Oh, excuse me, this coffee's so good. So I waited seven years and I don't mind waiting um, until the universe sees me fit to be able to have the true intimacy that I desire, that I know I deserve, and the true sex where I will be able to selflessly give myself to my husband in an act of worship to him, to our creation, and to our creator. So you guys have a wonderful day. All right. So monogamy is not mundane. It's not boring. It's very fun and exciting when you have two people that are willing to dive into each other's conscious and subconscious minds, into each other's souls, and into each other's bodies, and be able to make ourselves feel like we're more ourselves. And in doing that, we become one in a cohesion. And it's so much a sexy and sensual cooperation and consideration of each other that you just can't get enough of each other. So that's what I'm hoping for. I know it sounds like a miracle and call me crazy, but I believe in miracles. And I believe there are still men out there that don't cheat, that don't require a thousand women. This is not Baskin Robbins, okay? Uh, where you pick your flavor, right? I'm the flavor of the day, of the, of the year, and of eternity. You guys have a wonderful day. This is Humble Dane. And let's talk about sex, baby.